Welcome to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries, where we take a biblical approach to culture's difficult questions. Welcome back to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Church and Ministries. We are super pumped for today's topic because we believe today's topic uh, being this time of the month in rotation as we go from one topic to the next will be something that will help churches, church leadership, church plants, uh, church leaders. If you're a volunteer in church, church laity, this is all about systems and structures and how people find themselves in certain places of position and service and roles in a church. Whew, that was a mouthful, Eli. It was a mouthful. So, but you didn't speak a mouthful. <laughs> no. No. I got you. So, so what we're going to be talking about today is our roles here at Embrace. Now, let me kind of preface the, the conversation by saying Embrace's church structure and our system is probably going to be a little bit different uh, than, than other church structures and systems. I think every, every system of a church or structure of a church should be a little bit different because every church is unique and has its own niche in the world to minister to because we as local bodies of believers are a part of a greater body of Christians around the world. And we should have our specific things that we're called to as we're gifted in different unique ways to minister to the culture that's around us. And so, you know, I wouldn't expect the local churches in Forest to all have the same system and structure as Embrace Church does because ministries, you know, they kind of. They, they, they. I mean, we, we do things in a different way at, at the very least, and sometimes we do different things at the very most than other churches. So it's going to demand for a different structure for us. And so we know a lot of churches have lead pastors, associate pastors, pastors of worship, pastors of youth, and all of these things. And we definitely have that here at Embrace. But I think with the spin that that God has given us over ministry. It may come out to be a little bit different. Now, we are an elder-led church, right? Praise the Lord. (laughs) And so an elder-led church, I think we get that idea from Acts chapter 20 to where Paul is getting ready to leave Ephesus. And we see that there was a plurality of elders who came out and were grateful for the ministry of Paul there at the church of Ephesus. But then, you know, Timothy... Uh, was a pastor at Ephesus, and he later writes Paul to Timothy and reminds him that he was left to appoint elders. And so we believe that uh, more than one elder is a, is a really good thing for the, the health of a church and a church structure. So we have three uh, elders in our church that are non-staff elders, um, and these are spiritual men who love the Lord. And then we have staff elders, and uh, of course that that is, is us. And um, then we have staff members, which is, I think right now there's six daily staff members. Is that right, Greg? Mm-hmm. Six. And so uh, Miss Shirley and Miss Isla and Miss Joy, and then, and then the three of us. Us three. And uh, then we've got uh, the team leaders. I don't even know. What is it? 13? Yes. Yeah, a lot of team leaders. Yeah. We have a lot of different teams here. 
Yeah. And so <clears throat> I guess for a traditional church or an established church, maybe a team leader would be this, almost the same as a, a committee chairperson. <laughs> yeah. And so, but the, the unique thing about Embrace is we don't vote. Um, you know, we don't, we don't have public voting meetings and business meetings per se as most typical churches do. And this is where you guys say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> So we, we never get into an argument about what color carpet we're going to lay. Uh, we find the free stuff and we put it down. <laughs> that is a true fact. <laughs> yeah, what's donated goes down on the floor, on the wall, on the walls, on the ceiling. Hey, if you got mismatching chairs, bro, that's, you know, whatever. Right. You know, I had somebody come by, come by the other day and they were like, man, I, I need a couch. And I'm like, I think we got one. And I was like, oh, no, we done gave it away. Yeah. And so I was like, if there's furniture in this church building and somebody needs that furniture, it goes pretty quick yeah. because we, and, and that's the reason we got so many mismatching pieces of furniture in, in the foyer and in the building is because if somebody needs a chair. Why do we want to keep it here? You know, give them a chair. Uh, if they need a recliner, they need a bed, they need a couch, they need a coffee table, whatever, you know, get rid of it, give it to them, give them an open hand. Right. Mm. And so, so anyway, our, our church structure, uh, may resemble some that you guys know and uh, may be different. And so we, we just want to kind of go over our roles today. And so I'm going to open the conversation up for you guys. If y'all want to talk about roles or maybe the contrast of roles that you've seen in the past or what, what do you do here? That's what we want to know. What I do here. And what I, do you do? This here? is Greg, by the way. I am the step pastor of Embrace Church. Affectionately known. Yeah, man, many churches would call me associate pastor, but not Embrace. <laughs> Embrace Church. It is a step pastor, uh, uh, and my role is. <laughs> now, hang on. You gotta, you gotta let people know that's kind of a joke. Yeah, that right? is. It is a joke. It is. <laughs> we heard a little kid say that at another church one time, yeah. and it stuck with us. Yeah. And, uh, we are a dysfunctional family. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, but we do, we do have a, a a variety of things that we get to do here at Embrace, and uh, as Brother Andy said, you know, I'm getting to pass off jobs and and. And and bring up new leaders is is one of the main things that we we love to do. Um, but I want to read just before I get into everything that I do. I want to read out of First Corinthians chapter twelve, uh, starting verse four. It says now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord, and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another to the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit, dividing to every man severally, as he will, for as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into the one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. And so that is what we absolutely live and believe here at Embrace. You know, we have a multitude of people here. Um, on staff, on team leadership, as we've already talked about, uh, uh, throughout the, the congregation, we have 
We recognize that different people have different gifts, all given by the same spirit. And we try to utilize each and every one of those gifts as, as best we can. Um, so we, as leaders, uh, tend to look for that kind of thing and, and get to, uh, I guess, delve out. Is that a word, delve? Delve. Delve out. I say, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. You'll buy it? That's a $5 okay. word. I'll $5 word. We get to delve word. out or hand out, pass out. Um Things to do to, to various people, and uh, Brother Andy, being the lead pastor, uh, gets to do that to me, and then I get to do that to other people, and it just kind of goes down the the role, the list there. And, and uh, so, me as the associate pastor, uh, one of my main things to do is to try to take stuff off Brother Andy, and uh, by that I mean try to take work off of him, not take stuff off. Of him. <laughs> I'm not going to take much stuff off gonna- of him, you know. Before I just. <laughs> You know, take this burden, brother. Take yeah, this, take yeah. this pack. Uh, but no, uh, and I don't know. I don't, you know, know how well of a job I do with that. But I, I, I get well. to do many other things. You know, I get to fill in. Uh, one of my favorite things is to fill in when he's not here to preach. I get to fill in to preach. I get to open the services on Sunday and Wednesday nights, or Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. Um, but uh, I think my probably my next favorite thing is that I'm over the recovery aspect of of this, this church, this ministry. Uh, and that main reason being that, that I was one of these people for a long time, you know, I was myself an addict and, and God brought me out of it. And now I get to, to every day do what I can to help bring men and women out of addiction. And, uh, over the, over the three and a half years that I've been here, uh, I've gotten to, to pass that down. Uh, at one time I, I led new creations, when it was still the recovery room mm. and I've gotten to pass that down to Glenn and Isla Cockroft and they do a wonderful job with that. Yeah. The um, intake of people going to recovery, I, brother Andy and I both, we still get to handle a lot of that because we're here more than most, but we uh, have over the years, have, pass that job yeah, have, have passed that down um, to different people at different times, have gotten to step in and, and take over that role and, uh, for both men and women, um, but we just we 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 find new ministries and and give a birth to them, and then get to pass them down to other people that that will become good stewards of that same ministry. And I think that's where we're in. We're doing just what it says there in First um, First Corinthians chapter twelve that we are uh, seeing people with gifts and and finding a, a place to put them, plug them in, and. Uh, allow them to become leaders, the leaders that God has called them to be. Mm-hmm. So what's some of the daily things that you do here? Uh, you know, I think that, you know, you already touched on recovery interview, but you do benevolence interviews yeah. as well. And I don't know if everybody understands the word benevolence. It's kind of a common word with me, but it's within the realm of our, our compassions ministry. And so, you know, explain, unpack that a little bit. So the benevolence that we do, um, the biggest thing that we do is we have a, a food pantry, and um, Miss Isla Cockroft is over that. Uh, she's one of our daily staff members, and uh, we have a lot of people come in looking for food. But then the, the the part that I do of it is when people come in needing help with power bill, rent, um, whatever they need, may need financially a hotel room for a night, something like that, then I get to step in and minister to those people and, and see what we can do. We have a each month a, a budget that we use to 
uh, and it goes pretty quick every month because uh, people recognize that that we're we're here to do this thing, and so they come in and uh, talk with us. We sit them down, interview with them, and find out their need, and uh, do whatever we can to meet that need. You know, it, and you know that's that's the heartbeat of the church is to to help meet a physical need, but there's something deeper that we're looking into, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they don't come in and and get to just present what they need financially or physically or anything like that that without getting uh ministered to spiritually as well mm-hmm. and so you, you touched on earlier greg the the things that you do recovery wise and you said you get to fill in preach and all that i i think uh the giftings because you're in first corinthians 12 the giftings that you have is giftings of administration organization uh, one of the things that I think you do super well, of course, outside the the preaching aspect, you're a fantastic preacher. I don't think anybody argues that point at all. God mm-hmm. has gifted you to proclaim the Word of God, and so that is that is a gifting, that is a calling, and He by His Spirit has given you that. Um, but impact, uh, we do impact where we go and serve a recovery center that's near and dear to our heart, and. Um, you organize that. You put counselors together, and we order the service and all of that stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> so you do do good with that. Well, thank you. Yeah, but but your spiritual gifts are, are clearly seen through through those activities that you do. Um, not always in ministry do you do you have a spiritual gift that is being exercised in the moment of ministry. <laughs> And I mean, one of the spiritual gifts there is a, a spiritual gift of mercy. And uh, just because I don't have the spiritual gift of mercy doesn't mean I can't be merciful. Jesus said, blessed are the merciful. They shall obtain mercy. And uh, Micah says these are the things that God requires of you to be humble and and, and love the Lord and, and seek the Lord and be merciful. And so, but um, I think that whenever we have those giftings, and then we exercise it within the realm of ministry. Man, there's some explosion of spiritual progress that takes place. But um, you know, I, I get to see that in you. I get to see that in you, Eli. Um, so t- tell us what some of your roles. So um, things that I do like practically here at Embrace. When I first started leading worship, uh, my title was lead worshiper, and then from there it went into worship leader and just kind of changed some terms there a little bit but it was more of a when i became the worship leader it was um kind of more of a role that was administrative uh, and the things that i do and so a lot of the things that i do are just practical i you know i pick the songs i organize the praise team sunday to sunday um i go into our pro presenter and put in our worship slides i put in the slides for the messages um, so practical things like that, you know, set the stage, make sure microphones have batteries. I'm also our sound guy full time. <laughs> so I do all of that stuff, um, in a practical sense. Um, but more of the, the leadership type role that I get to be a part of, um, going into a role of worship pastor, moving, moving on from worship leader. I'd love to see worship leaders here at Embrace other than me. And I would get to pastor and help those worship leaders grow. Um, so one of the things that I was taught really early on whenever I took the role of worship leader here was that if I'm the only one that can do my job, I'm doing it inadequately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's really great. It's a fulfillment to me of calling 
when I get to see other worship leaders here at Embrace leading well uh, without me on stage or with me on stage when they lead me into worship, those are, are really, really big moments for me where I get to be like, yes, this is this is my calling. You know, I'm, I'm seeing that fulfilled right now. And so my favorite part of my job is getting to develop uh, leaders. And, and another thing is to get to feel the pulse of Embrace Church, to feel the heartbeat. Um, you know, in, in Psalm chapter 51, verse 16 and 17, the psalmist is talking to God and he says, uh, you don't require a sacrifice, otherwise I would give it. And you're not pleased with my burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. Um, and that's dealing with the posture of the heart. Um, you, you don't come into worship. You don't live life with a heart that is um, prideful, with a heart that says, I got this. Um, but you, you come to God with a heart that's humbled, with a heart that's willing. And whenever we have a church that does that, the, the, the posture check of the church's heart. Um, and so Sunday to Sunday, Wednesdays and everything in between, I get to just feel the pulse, uh, do a posture check with Embrace and say, hey, where are we at? How do we find ourselves on the altar saying, God, use me? Um, and so from a worship perspective, it's so much more about leading a song but about leading people into worship. And so one thing that I get to tell my team over and over and over again is we can't lead somewhere we're not going. That's right. It's more like driving or herding whenever you say, go here and you're not going there. Mm-hmm. But it's leading whenever you find yourself humbled and saying, God, use me. And then you can stand on stage and lead others into that worship. And so that's my favorite part of what I get to do is just um, getting to pastor people into worship. That's so important. I remember what Jesus said in John chapter four. I was sharing with you guys earlier that that's where I'm at right now in my daily reading chapter four. And Jesus meets the woman at the well. And uh, there's that great discussion on the Samaritans worship here and you Jews worship there. And Jesus says, you know, there's coming a time and now he is to where God can be worshiped anywhere. Right. (laughs) Right. He's not confined by time or space. And uh, he, he says that this God that I'm talking about is one who is seeking worshipers and those worshipers who are seeking him in spirit and truth. And I've seen you do that. I've, I've seen you really inject in the DNA of this church because the, the, the way all this started was a little rocky with music. And I think a lot of church right. plants start off kind of rocky with, with music in general because you're kind of grasping at straws just to get the opportunity of singing and worshiping together. But I saw God uniquely gift you um, with the ability to play the guitar and sing. And then he used your your spiritual gifts uh, to, to be able to lead. I've seen you take men and women who had a talent, and uh, oftentimes before they knew Christ, they were using that talent in a very secular or worldly way. And I'm not necessarily saying sinful way. I don't know their hearts or what was going on there, Mm -hmm. but they knew how to play the guitar or play an instrument and they knew how to sing. But when they were saved and you saw that they had this talent, you brought them in and you pointed them in the direction of Christ. And then you helped develop them a little more as a worshiper Mm -hmm. instead of just a instrumentalist or a vocalist or something like that, you know? And that's a, that's a, thing that's kind of hard whenever you're um, in a position to where you're getting to help lead leaders is that a lot of people don't realize whenever you take a, a leadership position, even though it may not feel like much, um, you're a leader. And so like whenever you whenever you come 
to lead something. If you're a team leader at Embrace or you your staff at Embrace, you're a leader not just when you're at Embrace, but everywhere else you're a leader and you represent Absolutely. Embrace. Absolutely. And so um Walmart, the gas station, right. the ballpark, in your right. home. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And so um leading leaders takes a lot of patience and a lot of grace, especially whenever they're young leaders and you're getting to see them grow. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's something that I've learned a lot in this role. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes you can we can be so rigid uh, with what we know is truth in God's word and, and what the standard is and what our expectations are. Uh, but if it's not balanced with mercy and gentleness and kindness and those things, man, we could we could flip out really quick. And the fact of the matter is that that could be turned to us as well. <laughs> right. Because all three people that's got a microphone in front of their mouth is jacked up anyway, right? <laughs> Amen. And so we need each other. And the balance is to help encourage one another and hold each other accountable and remind each other that the fact of the matter is we're going to be stewards of what God's given us. How, how many people out there who are called to ministry and yet they don't have the opportunity to serve full time and yet we're able to serve full time or part time in this ministry mm-hmm. and the stewardship that we'll give before the Lord one day of the time that we have and, and, and the greatest, honestly, the greatest resource we have is that of time, right? Amen. And so, but, but, but again, I, I see you even, I, I think you're teaching three young people right now, guitar, right? Uh, so, I mean, I've seen you take people with a talent and redirect that talent toward Christ and people without a talent and help build a talent inside of them for the sake of Christ. And so, I mean, I, I feel like daily operations, um, I feel like worship ministry, uh, I feel like recovery ministry, I feel like all of that is is going super, super well. Absolutely. I so, think so, too. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your role as the church planner and pastor, head pastor of Embrace. What's yeah. that look like? Um, you know, anytime you anytime you begin a work, and that sounds that don't even feel good coming out of my mouth because I didn't, you know, all of its all the glory goes to the Lord. If there's anything good, it's from God. If there's anything terrible, I did it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just the way it is. But um, you know, when we started Embrace Church. Uh, seven years ago, God gave us such a great amount of people around us, supporting us, both within the church world, who is our sending church, Overflow, and Paul Bernard, and Johnny Irvin with the state convention, and just so many people who rallied around us and loved on us and encouraged us and helped us. And then there was a core group of people who began you know, meeting in our living room and and so, and the earlier state, this is what I've learned as a lead pastor is that your role is constantly evolving, you know, if, and, and it's like you said earlier, Eli, if your role is not evolving, if you're not giving away your job, if you're not developing people to do what you do, and then, then you're kind of doing things wrong. And so to, to constantly help try to equip and train people and raise them up to be leaders and give away leadership so that I can move on to something else. I'm, I'm very entrepreneurial. Um, innovative, creative kind of person already. I think it's my personality, but I think God has gifted me with that. I, one of our elders, uh, Brother Glenn Crotwell, says that's an apostolic spirit, you know, to where you want to see new things happening and new things growing all the time. And so I think as as a lead pastor, I've seen over the past seven years to where, I mean, you were talking about the practical things. I've cleaned toilets and occasionally 
I'll still clean the toilet. You know what I mean? I'll right. sweep a floor, move a chair, things like that. Those those are things that that have not yet gone away in seven years. Jesus, please help that go away before too much longer. <laughs> but uh, you know, I've, I've seen I've I've seen us go from you know evangelism, discipleship, mentoring, leadership development, and the process of all of that building, and it's continually built. As a matter of fact, while I was in the shower this morning, guys. The Lord spoke to me and gave me a new vision for another step beyond multiplied discipleship into something greater. And uh, the title of that is More. Do you want more? Anyway, that was a little teaser for our audience too, I guess. Amen. But but uh, the, the Lord, so I think the Lord's always kind of given me those things. This is, this is where I feel like the passage of Scripture for me comes in. And Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting. Now, this is the King James. Perfecting is just another word for maturing or growing or completing uh, of the saints, the growing up of the saints for the work of of the ministry, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect or a complete maturing man, under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and the coming craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love, they may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, for whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. And so, you know, my, my whole desire as lead pastor of Embrace is to recognize uh, the, the spiritual giftedness of individuals, encourage them in some manner or platform of discipleship, help them to grow in that. And then as far as, as, far as my personal part of it, uh, into the Thrive Ministry that we have here, which is more of a mentoring role, and then the leadership development part of that. I love, of course, of course, as a pastor, I'm an overseer. I lead the elders, I lead the staff, I lead the team leaders. Um, you know, we we are worship leaders when we preach. Uh, or when we share, when you open, Greg, you, you're worship leading. You're leading people in in a aspect of worship. So, uh, my role is is to lead this church and to lead the members of this church. Um, but I, I like to I like to think of develop, you know, as well as lead. I think if if there was one key tag word I would put with lead pastor, it would be someone who develops Christians for more ministry, for deeper forms of ministry, you know, to get engaged in service to the Lord. Um, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I feel most successful when I hear people saying, sign me up to do something for Jesus. I mean, I, I, I'm most successful uh, or feel most successful when I, when I hear those things. I, I'm an evangelist at heart. You guys know that. I mean, I will share the gospel with a stone if it'll, you know, <laughs> I finna say if it'll listen, <laughs> if it ain't listening enough, sure the gospel to a lot of people who wasn't listening. But uh, I, I love to tell about Jesus and His love and His goodness through the cross, and how His His blood on the cross is enough to forgive any wayward sinner. 
and uh, he can, he'll save to the uttermost. I love the gospel. I love sharing the gospel. Um, but, you know, I, I almost feel like not, I don't know if this is good or bad, Greg, you'll have to tell me, that it's almost like second nature to share the gospel at this point in life. In my Christian life, I've been saved for 30 years, and I've been sharing the gospel for that long. It's almost like second nature, and now... But it's the, the gospel has become part of your life, you know? It's, having conversation with you is sometimes the gospel, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I hope it is. I hope I hope definitely it is that I'm... I try to integrate the gospel in everything I do. And so, so that then, you know, I look forward to that opportunity when that person, because this is what I feel like the gospel is the hook. And when it's caught in the mouth of someone, then they're going to respond and say, okay, Jesus, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. And then they see some knucklehead preacher, you know, and they say, hey, you know, God's got me. What can I do for him? You know, and then all of a sudden it's like, bing, 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 you know, in my mind, I'm like, Yes. They get it. Let's go. You know, and so um, so it's so a developer. I just like to I like to to see the best come out of people, and I know the best in people has to be Jesus, right? Because <laughs> because there is no best in people without Jesus. As a matter of fact, Romans chapter three says there's none good. Yeah, <laughs> no, not one. So, uh, being a lead pastor just for me means developing others and and directing church. So. Well, I hope this was a blessing to you guys. Um, and let me say this before I get off. Eli, I appreciate your leadership. Greg, I appreciate your leadership. And I know the others are not in here as far as elders and staff and team leaders and Embrace Church. Aren't we blessed with such a such a wonderful church? Yeah, yeah. we are. And, and, you know, I think our leadership and the leadership of those uh, who are in leadership positions and and uh, people who are serving. I think it all starts with the top, bro. So we we appreciate you and your leadership. Well, I'm grateful. Uh, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Um, you know, there's a parable that Jesus tells about a servant who's in the field, and he comes comes in and he sees his master. And Jesus says, the master doesn't say, oh, you've been in the field all day. Get yourself clean, and I'll provide a meal for you. The master says, okay, get washed up and then feed me. I'm your master you know, prepare, prepare the meal and, and feed me. And then Jesus says, we are talking about us, not him, but we are all like uh, servants who have done everything that is required of us. And he uses this phrase and he says, and, and still we are unprofitable, you know, not, not in a negative sense, but, but in the sense of, man, it's just what I'm supposed to do. Amen. And, and uh, you know, that's what we're supposed to do as, as Christians. So, we are called, we are equipped, we're to equip others, and we just love. So, Hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we don't want to take up a whole lot of time. We originally said 15 to 20 minutes. You know, forget that, by the way. Let's just go 20 to 30 minutes podcast. All right, we're making that rule now. See y'all. Thank you for joining us today on Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. We hope we have answered some of culture's difficult questions using the Bible, God's Word. Please help us get the word out about this new podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 601-469-2680, or you can email us at embrace.church at yahoo.com.